What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Uh, right here on ATN, Ambella's Talk Network. Uh, we're going to add more shows. Rained Out Rantcast is coming up this Saturday. He's going to do a Saturday show on the network, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Rained Out Rantcast every Saturday. The Shepherd Ambella Show airs Monday through Friday on ATN.live, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central for Pacific. Lots of news going on today. Um, you know, I briefly saw something on inflation. They were talking about 40% inflation. But if you think about it, inflation has gone about five-fold in the last 20-ish years, 25 years. I remember being in high school and gasoline was 99 cents a gallon for regular. It is now over five and six dollars a gallon, which puts it five and six fold. So if you think about it, and with the wages as they are, uh, you know, the standard wages, uh, they haven't changed much. So, <laughs> you know, none of that adds up. Uh, we should theoretically. Minimum wage was uh, four twenty-five an hour. Um, so minimum wage, if you you went fivefold, should be about twenty-one, twenty-two dollars an hour for minimum wage uh, to maintain the same standard as we had in the late nineties. And that's just, you know. And then if you look back at uh, the previous generations, like. My dad tells me stories of candy bars used to cost one nickel and they were as big as our king size candy bars, if not bigger for one nickel. Now what are candy bars? Like $1.50? What have they gone up? 40 fold, 20 fold, 20, 30 fold? So we are talking about serious inflation. However, they just print this shit. That's what causes it. But does it really? Or, or, is it all just bullshit? I mean, if you think about it, they can just keep printing money. They can just keep things rolling. I am calling bullshit on the whole financial global economic system. It's just a giant Ponzi scheme. They've got everyone using banks that don't even have money in them. Why do you need to use a bank? I mean, you could theoretically just go around and use cash. Of course, no, they're squeezing that out and they're making cashless society. So us, slaves to the system cannot operate as fruitfully as we should be able to. So they don't want any goodness in the world. They want to keep all the good and great things for themselves, all the natural habitats, the, the, uh, the state parks, all that stuff. You know, Bill Clinton, that's another thing. He turned over all of our state parks to the UN. Um, 
if you think about it, I mean, that within itself is crazy. Yeah. If you think that's a conspiracy, no, go to any like a uh, national forest or state park, there'll be a UN plaque right there at the park. So, um, it's not a conspiracy. Bethany, Aaron Cole, what's in the news today? Because, uh, I saw a lot of different type of headlines. We were tossing some around in the chat before the show. How dare he? <laughs> Bill Clinton. Where's all the outcry for that? You know, it's all the things that everybody should be bitching about. They're not all these all these uh, talking heads. Um, how dare he? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, that's another thing that was in the news. You know, um, Bill Gates had funded his own. He basically donated to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation quite a bunch of money, um, you know, millions of dollars. I think it was like hundreds of millions. And now he's coming out there funding new projects. So they're just putting this uh, money. I mean, you know, if they're obvious, you know, that's one way to launder money, I guess, or whatever. But there's more to it than that. The guy's just diabolic. He's just got to feed that foundation because everyone knows it's so sinister. He's just like, nah, we'll feed our own foundation and kill everyone with the vaccines. And, you know, they're launching all these mosquitoes out and everything. We were talking about that before the helicopters in Florida are going around spraying this deadly mosquito agent all over people virtually from a hundred foot above ground level i mean it's like it looks like a war zone in key west sometimes like agent why is he involved in all this crap too like even like okay the vaccines like he's not a medical professional like he's got his hands his sticky fingers and absolutely everything the guy is just oh man right well uh In my opinion, I th- I just think he's like a uh, CIA face, like a front man for, for various companies and organizations. But, um, you know, uh, if he was a genuine person, he's got to be the most diabolic person on the planet. What's that guy on The Simpsons? You know, the the uh, the real sinister motherfucker? Uh, Mr. Burns. Yeah, like he's like that, you know, something like that. And. I don't know what would drive someone to be like that. I mean, I guess that power could be addictive. Michael Murphy was talking about that in my first film, Shade, the motion picture. And in the trailer for that, I remember a part where um, I filmed it too. I filmed Michael Murphy. We were over at, um, we were over at um, Morgan's house and uh, we we were doing this skull film shoot the, for the reggae artist and Michael Murphy was there and uh, Morgan's uh, Mariah Carey's brother. So we, like I was in California and um, I'd flown in and, and, and we were filming Skull for the, the film. And then I decided to start shooting Michael Murphy because he, uh, you know, is in what in the world are they spraying? He, he, produced that whole film which was a hit at the time and it had a lot of information in it but i was asking my michael murphy some racier questions in my interview and he was talking about godlike power and what it would be to have godlike power and he said like you know i i've never had godlike power um 
I don't know what it would be to have godlike power, but you know, what a rush, you know? So, uh, is that what these, uh, elites get off on the godlike power and the adrenochrome? Their self-esteem must be so low. I mean, really to get off on that. And of course they do. I mean, it, it really goes back to Genesis. I mean, you know, they, it's the knowledge. They want all this knowledge and they want to elevate themselves above God, above a creator. They want to be the creator. Right. Well, you and know, they're doing it with the technology. <laughs> We're also going to open up the call lines because we have to test them. We we've yet to test them on a live broadcast. So, you know, callers call in anyone that's out there right now. Let's test some lines. Say hi to uh, the crew over here. Two zero five eight four three seven four three seven two zero five. 843-7437 or that's 205-843-SHEP if that's easier and I see we got Ryan calling from New Mexico we're just going to answer that what's up Ryan Ryan uh oh and the uh oh Ryan hold on one second are you there I muted you yeah yeah yep I'm here what are you up to man Hey, I was just hanging out and just catching a show live. So, so that's awesome. Awesome. What do you think about, I mean, we're still kind of getting our shit together over here and I got stuff to do on the website and the network and we're trying to get shows and I don't know how to operate the uh, show opener yet. Cause it's not playing. I had to play it manually, but uh, what do you think so far? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's awesome. I think, yeah, you got to diversify your, your platform. Plus, we're not censored, you know, like, I w you know, we couldn't say so much stuff on YouTube and people try to bob and yep. weave around it. I mean, we couldn't even talk about COVID. Like I would literally try to not mention the word COVID. Sometimes it would pop up. And then, you know, they actually did ban the show. Eventually they set, they cited medical misinformation. That's insane. I mean, when they take away the freedom of speech, we're we're done as a nation. And so, as long as you can keep finding different ways, I mean, I mean, we have to. And so, yeah, thank you for for fighting the fight and doing what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you. And let people know about the show, man. We got to get because it's a new network. So obviously, we got to build the like you know, listeners have to find it and stuff like that. And I don't have the yep. telehub going and things aren't as big as they used to be. So we need to get the word out in a grassroots manner. So all listeners tell at least three people a day about the show or one or something and get it out, chain it yep, out. Sure. Anything else, Ryan, like, uh, how's everything going in your neck of the woods? Yeah, it's good. I live in, in Northern New Mexico, like small town. So like we're, we're pretty, pretty conservative. We've, kind of avoided all the, the drama, but, but, uh, in general, New Mexico is really, really liberal and they, they, they did do some lockdowns and, and, and stuff. It was crazy, but speaking I know of we lockdowns, keep opening well, people's eyes to, to what's going on. Oh yeah, for sure. And speaking of lockdowns, Bethany, they are bringing the lockdowns back. I know when, when COVID first came out within the first week I came out, I went on, um, Jason Burmis's show and I was saying, uh, he said, well, what do you see? And I said, uh, lockdowns are going to last years. And he said, look, uh, I don't know if I agree with Shepard, 
but he's going to tell you his opinion because Jason knows me and he's, and he said something like, you know, I've got a pretty good track record. Uh, all these other journalists were saying they're it's, we're going to be locked down for two weeks. They're going to flatten the curve. And then even like conspiracy theorists eventually came out like a month, maybe like two months into it and started saying, well, maybe it's going to be a while, but I said years now they're coming back out in California. Bethany was pointing this out earlier and they're going to try and lock it down again. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they do. I think once they, they're going to try stuff and it worked. Right. So they're going to keep doing it. And they, they kind of have the, the playbook is, is based on, you know, problem, problem, solution, reaction. And, and when they do these things and they get the reaction from us, um, they're going to keep doing it until they get pushed back and they're going to tweak their system and, and do something a little different. Um, I mean, to me, it's just so obvious. It's, it's all the, you know, the agenda, uh, 2030 now is what they're working on, obviously. And, um, I mean, and it's crazy. People are waking up. They are. I mean, I've had, had friends and family, you know, they come back to me, you know, when the lockdown happened, they're like, you still have all that food, <laughs> you know, but, but before I was the weirdo. Right. Yeah. You know? And, and I don't know, we just got to keep talking and keep, keep telling everybody we know and, and have the conversations about what's really happening out there. Absolutely. I, I agree. And, um, yeah, I keep, I mean, especially like, like platforms like this, I feel like if, if like people can catch on to something like this, it would be so much better because think of all these like YouTubers, they keep going through like YouTube channels. They have to sign up for another one. It's like, I'm just not even going to be part of that. I'd rather try and build something that that's not censored at all. And that's like, uh, you know, outside of that system. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. you know, that, that's what we're trying. I don't know. Spread the word. I appreciate the call. Uh, Ryan, take it easy. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Good talking with you. That that's a good uh, caller, right there. And uh, New Mexico. That's that's a pretty cool state. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know much about it, but when I drive through there, it looks really pretty. And parts of it, I like the painted desert area and all that. Um, we still got open lines. Two zero five eight four three seven four three seven two zero five eight four three seven four three seven. 843 7437 Bethany and Aaron, the lockdown's going on. California's coming out. They got the, uh, uh, you know, the rhetoric going. They're saying the, the waves of the uh, pandemic are going to ramp up and the invisible enemy is coming back to nip everyone in the butt. Well, let's keep an eye on this variant, the BA.5, which I wonder what that stands for. I haven't really looked into it, but um, I'm reading about it more and more. It's an offshoot of the Omicron variant, um, just in time, of course, for the uh, little ones to get vaccinated. And I'm, as I'm researching this as we speak in real time here, I'm seeing a lot about the monkeypox still. But it's interesting because I haven't heard too much about it, but as I'm as I'm Going into this more and more now, I'm seeing like in Georgia specifically, I don't know why this article came up from Georgia. I don't live in Georgia, but, you know, that um, there's more cases of the monkeypox and New York. I just saw a headline. New York City um, uh, residents are demanding a monkeypox vaccine. I mean, well, remember, I just wonder how much of, of this is just fear mongering and well, just well, I know, like, it I don't could even be. believe it. It, it. That's how I'm thinking, too. But check this out. I just now thought of this. Um, 
we kind of stopped talking like pandemic shit because YouTube and all that. Right. And, um, but do you, do you guys remember like during season one, we were talking about COVID and everything and they were like, they were like having military drive school buses. They were prepping schools to be able to lock all the kids in them and all this type of stuff. Right. So they, they were making all these plans. Remember they, they wanted an army of 200 and some thousand contact tracers, which apparently they've like kind of secretly got like behind the scenes. And it makes you wonder like what's going on, but could, and remember I always said like COVID was a blanket operation, but you know, what if they just got all their ducks in the row for what they know is coming or what they're planning? You know, wouldn't that be um, like a twist on things? Because remember when we were watching those videos out of Japan and like people were bleeding out of their eyeballs and all that and like vomiting blood, and, you know, something like that would really, um, really be powerful in terms of, you know, the problem reaction solution. Uh, the whole Hegelian dialect, all that shit, you know, uh, that they could really use that to their advantage. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm with you, Bethany. I pretty much like think it's all bullshit. Well, yeah. And speaking of New York city, you know, they just came out with a public service announcement that really got people upset apparently. And that's to get New Yorkers upset is it's gotta be something pretty hefty, but it was a public servant, excuse me, public service announcement explaining what to do in the event of a nuclear attack. And I think with all this stuff going on with Russia and Ukraine and people are thinking, you know, that that could definitely be a possibility. I mean, people are stressed out. You know, we're over this, you know, we're supposed to be over this COVID hump. You know, people started to relaxing with the, the masks and whatnot, although I do still see people wearing them outside from time to time, which drives me nuts. But they have a right to do what they want to do. But you know, this public service announcement and I, I read through it and it was pretty um, in depth. I mean, to the point of like shat, like what to do afterwards if you have, you know, from the re radioactive fallout. I could see where it would get people upset, but there it was said that it was just basically to prepare better to be safe than sorry and just to prepare your citizens for the possibilities of anything that could happen. I mean, for crying out loud, was it the CDC that had a uh, what to do in an apo uh, a zombie apocalypse? Oh, yeah, that was crazy. And then I think they actually pulled that recently. Like they tried to act like that's not even there, I think, because like when I went to look for it, I couldn't find that. Like, I think they actually took it off the website. Aaron Cole, are well, you around? Well, because people are questioning it. People are starting to question this kind of stuff and wondering, why is there something like that? Why would they even, you know, especially in such an environment as we're living today, especially post-COVID and, and being that we were in lockdowns and being that there's this controversy with the vaccine and whatnot, why would you even post stuff like that? People are questioning. Yeah, you know, um, I'm trying to look through some of this um, stuff that we were sending in the chat. So they're There's talking some about funny stuff in there well, in the chat. Also, too, what about that? You sent the uh, CDC issues a warning about a virus that's dangerous to infants, and it's like circulating yeah. around and all that. That's like kind of weird. 
Yeah, this uh, I can't pronounce the name of it very well, but uh, I think it's called uh, Mevs. Or not Pevs is like the kind of shortened version of uh, whatever it's called. Human. I have no idea how to say it, but uh, it's it's been around for a little while. They've noticed it here Perry and there, Joe but it's really Vira. starting to spread since May. Since May this year, Perry some of me Joe wonders Vira's if that's some of the people like, like the parents being vaccinated. And maybe that's causing something with the babies when they're born. Oh, yeah. You know, it's probably the vaccinations. Uh, it seems like it. That Gates gave uh, $20 billion to stem cell or stem significant suffering. Wait, what? Bill, Bill Gates gives $20 billion to stem significant suffering, concerned about significant suffering caused by global setbacks, including the COVID-19 panic. He's saying eventually he wants to be off of the list of the world's richest people. So I wonder if he's like trying to get rid of his money so he can go slip back into the background. And in case any of this crazy shit happens, he doesn't have to get blamed for anything. He'll just go hang on on his secret island somewhere. (laughs) They talked about having a floating island. I know like the founder of PayPal, like Peter Thiel and all these guys, they they want uh, floating islands that basically are not susceptible to international law that way they can just have like epstein island shit going on out there um i know that uh what else didn't someone die recently that was that you bethany telling me about that yeah ivanka trump oh yeah right right that was breaking news today and apparently it was an accident. She, I guess they're investigating it. They, she was found unconscious at the bottom of a flight of steps. Oh yeah. That, that's, so she wasn't uh, not sick. Suspicious. So it, it's kind of a sudden thing. That's not suspicious at all. No, not at all. Well, it's interesting because uh, I just read an article too, that um, it's not a matter of uh, if, but when, uh, Trump is going to make his announcement for his run in 2024, um, whether he's going to be doing it before November or after. So he's going to definitely run. I mean, this is this is going to be you talk about a shit show. Huh. I wonder if he sacrificed her by pushing her down or have somebody go and push her down some stairs to like sacrifice her to the to the demon to the demon gods or something like that. Or maybe it was the vaccine walking down the stairs and heart seized up and. Rush Limbaugh at the, the bottom. <clears throat> I guess Rush Limbaugh's uh, Palm Beach home is uh, up for sale. You can get it for a cool one hundred and seventy-five million dollars. You know that's crazy. I feel like Rush Limbaugh was like a CIA operative. Um, if you listen to like his daily narrative, he would just keep that left-right going like the whole time. And he would talk a lot about like Operation Chaos, but he was like running it. Like it's so weird. Um, I don't know what to think about like some of those talk show hosts, but wow, his house was selling now for 175 million. Amazing. That guy was raking in the dough. I never got to listen to him too much. I was kind of too young. I know he just recently died and he was still broadcasting, but like you said, he was caught in that paradigm and that never really appealed to me, but. Everybody I know has a has a pretty strong opinion on him, and that's a lot of money for a house. They had a tattooed man. Um, this guy's like covered in uh, tattoos and all that. He looks like MS-13 and all, and his face and all that. And he had uh, chunks of flesh removed from his head to spell out a devilish 
message. 65% of his body's covered in tattoos. And he's always liked tattoos, it says, and whatnot. He got into them. And uh, he uh, spelled out 666 on the side of his head. He cut out like chunks of flesh in um, like a certain kind of writing. And I guess at a heel, like all indented and like crazy. That's like, that's pretty um, hardcore. So, yeah, he also has like a lizard tongue. You know where it goes like two ways and all that that's that's fucking crazy sounds pretty attractive <laughs> is the, it the original um lizard guy the old lizard tongue i think it might be it kind of looks like him i think it could be um that was out of the mirror but yeah i don't know who would do that that's fucking crazy you know Lots of crazy people out there. Doing well, there's lots a lot of, of body shit. modification. That's really big too. And I wonder what that's all about. It's just about changing, you know, our, like who we are and just becoming less and less organic for lack of better words. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Um, I guess people want to do the bigger and better thing too. You know, the next best, uh, craziest shit or whatever you know it'll get pretty extreme in the future if that's the case but uh, all in all like humans are going extreme in like weird ways um and in some ways they're they're like going more androgynous <laughs> or like robotic like so i don't know um it's just like i i don't know all this shit's just like it, it's it's a lot to digest but it's also like a lot of bullshit like if you think about everything that's going on on the news programming all the different uh channels like if you listen to um certain uh news network lineups or um major you know major um stations that carry certain programs and stuff there's just so many similarities in the rhetoric and stuff that it's, it's gotta be coming from just like the top down, just from one source and they're chaining it out. And we know that with like the big news conglomerates, Fox news and all that, because there was that one montage that someone put together of all the local affiliates and all the, um, news people reading off the same script you know that's not too bizarre i mean like that does you know although that does seem like fucking crazy you gotta think there's news companies that own like 50 affiliates right like fox and so it they've got to send out like a bulletin to their affiliates and they got to say look cover this shit uh, today so you're going to talk about this story and here it is and they're all basically going to read that read because they're not going to spend time like producing it for all 50 affiliates and then they have like certain segment you know so like th it's somewhat explainable but that shows you how like the how it comes from a top-down source and how that could easily be manipulated and control things too and sway the news cycle sway people's minds for the day sway people's emotions their feelings it's pretty depressing if you think about it there's no free thought anymore with reporting and news hardly any at all i can maybe say that 
Tucker kind of does his monologue thing. I think we've talked about that before, but after that, it's just stuff that he gets told to say. And there's all the free thinking's gone, and then that just makes everybody else turn into like these these program robots that just repeat talking points. It's like arguing with the wall, basically. Oh yeah, two zero five eight four three seven four three seven. Let's test the call line some more. Two zero five eight four three seven four three seven. Uh, if you want to call in, you can say hi. Uh, you got any topics you want to talk about? Anything on your mind? You're uncensored on here. Um, what else was was uh, popping up? We I wanted to talk about something. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um. Let me pull it. Was it the crabs with the human teeth? Oh, that was. It's not really much to talk about. It's just gross looking. That was weird. I don't know if did the like if any of the listeners have seen that uh, picture. You could probably search like crab found with human teeth, and it'll pop up. I think that was that was in the mirror. If that helps at all. Oh, it looks so creepy. Bethany said she would make it a pet. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, he's so original. I kind of feel sorry for it. I wonder, like, what they do, like, with a creature like that. It looks like the creature has teeth on the sides of his body, too. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it... That I mean, he's like kind of cute. I can't help it. Like, he's those, adorable. Those were barnacles, Bethany, I think, because I thought that, too. Um, but I think barnacles were like growing on the side of him, and then he had his teeth, but it did look human. It's a weird shit. He came uh, somewhere around Russia. I have the article pulled up, but for some reason it's not letting me scroll. Oh, there it goes. Um, another word I can't pronounce. It's in the northwest part of Russia in some town that starts with an M. I need to get better at enunciating these hard-ass words. Well, if y'all are into Gematria, um, there was a baby born on 7-Eleven in a 7-Eleven parking lot. So on July 7th, a baby was born in a 7-Eleven parking lot. Imagine that. That's almost like Gematria. It's either going to have the best luck or the worst luck ever. (laughs) That's crazy. That'd be like a crazy story they could always tell, I guess. Well, I was born in a 7-Eleven parking lot on 7-Eleven. Yes, sir. Car babies are not fun at all. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. My wife's cousin, we were giving her a ride to the hospital because she was going into labor and we're in Weatherford and we're going to Fort Worth. It's about like 30, 40 minutes or maybe maybe just about 30 minutes. But she ended up giving birth to her son like as we're pulling up to the emergency door and had to run in the hospital screaming, we got a car baby. Did you? It was intense. Did that happen in the car? Yes. Yeah, they sold that car right after that. It I, stunk in there. I was going to say, bad. did you get uh, like a brand new car with like white carpet or something? One time, my ex girlfriend, uh, we were like partying. It was like two in the morning or something. We were driving back and like we were all, I guess we were like drunk driving or something. I don't know. It was, this was like 20 years ago. But, uh, I go, you you feel all right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I just bought a brand new truck, at, you know, like brand new, like Lariat or something. And um, I could tell something was up. And I go, well, if you feel like sick, like make sure and tell me because like I'll pull over. And next thing you know, just like throw up just like 
she like pointed her head straight up toward the headliner and throw up just exploded like a fucking volcano all over a two day old truck and just fucking boom and the whole headliner was fucked. (laughs) You're not, you don't get that smell out either. I don't care what you try to use on it. That smell stays. Yeah. So that's fucked up. That was, a I think I was, was it chunky? On the side of the road. Yeah, it was chunky, and it was in uh, <laughs> it was in Arizona, so it was like 120, you know, like the next day, and it cooked oh into the truck. Oh my god! Yeah, and then and then like my friend came over and he smoked cigarettes, and I tell him get in the truck and check out. My girlfriend puked all over, and he sat in there and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's hol- he's like holding it like straight up, and it like hit the headliner and burned a hole through it. Oh my God. Then, then that like is the, just, yeah. I would have gotten rid of that no, car immediately. The, that, that's the, an omen right there. Then the fourth day it got rear ended and it bent the whole bumper. That sounds like a targeting operation, Misha. <laughs> is that crazy? <laughs> but your story is kind of cute, Aaron. I mean, there's something precious about, like, you know. It's it's life. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, a little messy, but still beautiful nonetheless. Yeah, it wasn't in our car. It was in uh, her cousin's car. We postponed having a kid for about another three or four years after that because I was terrified. Oh, traumatizing for you, huh? Yeah, that's bad. That's crazy. Two zero five eight four three seven four three seven. If you're out there, call in. Let's test these lines. Two zero five eight four three seven four three seven. Yeah, you know, uh, you guys remember Art Bell? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of crazy like shows he did. Um, time travel ones. There was like we were talking about it before the hillbilly bigfoot hunter that like shot these two bigfoot um you know area 51 shows all this stuff um but like he he was like really interesting to me to listen to and the way he would like do his programs you know like late at night and all that um but that guy i was thinking today he he was broadcasting with a ham radio too like he would do his show out at one point over a ham radio and because he was i guess he was kind of like thinking how we were where like there's censorship or something or he wanted to be able to reach people outside of the radio world so uh you know the mainstream radio world so he he was using like a ham radio to do this um that's pretty cool i mean that's like uh you know, really getting the word out. That's some gangster shit. I wonder if he was like, do you have to be licensed for ham radio? Oh, yeah. Or is that something else I'm thinking of? Yeah, no, you do. You do have to be licensed? Yeah, I think he had it like in his house or something. I wonder if that cooks you, that big ham uh, radio antenna like that. If it, you know, because they it can't be safe. Yeah. Because they go for like halfway across the world, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's even like little portable walkie-talkie like ham like radios that you can get that go like five or six states over um and i mean they go pretty far distance like if you know how to use them right i guess there's ways to magnify the signal and all that um but yeah like i I mean that's a brilliant way to get the word out and i i feel like we're kind of like doing that in a weird way um on the internet though you know, just getting like a different platform going, getting 
uh, shows on it. You know, Rain Down Rantcast is coming up on Saturday. He's going to do a show every Saturday. That's exciting. He does not censor himself. Um, but I think he has been censored quite a bit. So, uh, you know, we'll find out more. He's going to be doing a show here. And there's going to be other people. I'm talking to people behind the scenes that want to get on this network because they realize the vision behind it and just how powerful this is because being able to talk freely and we can talk about COVID, um, any of the pandemic stuff, we could talk about, um, how the owners of YouTube that ban people are pole smokers. We could talk about, uh, the guy at Twitter, Oliver Darcy. He, uh, I think he got his head bashed in the other day or something. I don't know what happened. He was whining about something. We could talk about Anderson Pooper, 360, taking it in the mud. (laughs) (laughs) Old Anderson Pooper. Uh, We could talk about uh, his boyfriend, Don Lemon. Don Lemon, Don Lemon, everyone. Let's give it up. I can't believe some of these characters they have on these quote unquote professional networks. It's it really is a joke. Everything seems like a joke anymore. Like every story, everything around you is like what you would read back in the day in the National Enquirer or, you know, the sun, the real cheesy ones, you know, but it's like everything that you read years ago actually was true. What about Brian Selter? Hi, I'm Brian Selter on CNN, and I got the worst-rated show on the network, and I like Don Lemon, and I I like Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper 360. This is what, this is the image of American men to other countries, and that is so embarrassing. Could it's really, imagine? it's it's vomiting material right there. <laughs> Brian, so. I mean, really, I honest to God, I mean, it, it makes me really re- like understand, like, I like being single for a reason. Remember when uh, Anderson Cooper, they these hosts, they got to get some action going on in their um, video shoot. So, you know, if they're in like a flood or they're supposed to be a fl- in a flood or a hurricane and they don't quite got like hurricane level shit, they start splashing water on themselves and like you know, people hose them down like from a distance and blow them with fans. And then like Anderson Cooper got like in a mud puddle, like five feet deep, but it was like two feet deep, but he like squatted down. He's like doing a broadcast, like underwater basically. And he's like, yeah, I'm in a hurricane. (laughs) That was the greatest thing ever. I can't remember if it was the weather channel or one of those CNN people, but it was supposed to be like really hard winds. And he's like bracing himself and you just see some homeboy walking in the back in the background. It's like a two mile an hour breeze. And he's like, whoa, shit, I can't hold on. You know. We can also talk about China and Russia on here, too, and whatever that China. kind of psyop or actual war China. that can happen. According to the neighbor, China. the um, the Russians are the biggest threat to to the world because they're going to launch nuclear weapons that's what the name exactly is. i wonder if some of that shit in new york we if we would fall, false flag ourselves with like a briefcase nuke or something like that i think that Whoa, kind of shit's yeah. on the table 
Absolutely. I mean, hence the, you know, public service announcement, which I guess is the first time they've ever done it in New York City. Um, that would be the place to do it. So where the, all the, the bad shit happens at. Yeah. You know, uh, they told um, Susan Lindauer, they said, uh, get out of, uh, don't go to New York on 9-11. Because I interviewed her because she had, uh, she was like a liaison for the ambassador of Libya or something like that in the government. And she called one of her CIA contacts or something and they were like don't don't fly into new york on 9-11 you know on september 11th and she's like hmm, that's weird and then that all happened so it looked like there was like foreknowledge she she talked about that and wrote a book about it and i guess that's what like kevin on twitter was saying and you know kevin in clubhouse kevin mooring he you know he was saying like 9-11 was real stage up he went hard in the paint with it though like sandy hook style but um you know it it had a lot of elements remember they were running those drills on 9-11 and the craziest shit about 9-11 is they released that one frame from the pentagon and they're claiming it's like the tip of the airplane but it's like a tiny little tip of like a cruise missile did you <laughs> like like it doesn't look like a big jumbo jet I remember being a kid. I think I was, I might have been a little bit older when it happened, but because I was pretty damn young, because born in 88. But I remember seeing those pictures as getting older, really before I ever got a conspiracy theory. And I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. There's no way that's a whole plane. And of course, people eat that shit up till this day that it was a plane that hit the Pentagon. Yeah, because I mean, like, literally, like, there's no tip of a plane that's like tiny and pointy. You know, that, I mean, those plain nose cones are like huge and rounded and this thing's just like this little like shoulder fired missile basically, or like maybe like a cruise missile and it's like coming in. I mean, if they can do that, there was also the missiles from the Woolworth here. This could have got us banned from YouTube. I reported on this. There's, um, there was missiles coming from the Woolworth building on 9-11. And Damn. I'm going to try to search it real quick. Well, Shep, I'm curious. What do you think, actually? I mean, there's a lot of different I ideas of what actually happened that day. I think it's most people agree that the story we were told was not the truth. Um, but what's your thoughts on it? What do you think? Oh, it's really complex. There was a lot of things going on. But um, one thing that I know that not a lot of people are aware of, and it got covered up really quick, and I was even surprised. I have probably, I have over, I know I have for a fact over 4,000 hours into 9-11 research, um, and it might even be like way more than that, like in the 5,000 range. Um, but but the thing is, is like, I didn't even find this out until later. And I went in and I really could, I found video of it and I found, um, I found 911 tapes and stuff. And I wrote an article for Intel and it's titled were shoulder fired missiles launched from the Woolworth building on nine 11. And, uh, 
I wrote this. It says credible reports from the Port Authority police officers and archive footage of the September 11th, 2001 attack on the World Trade Center reveal that something far more sinister may have taken place on that dreadful day in which 2,977 people were killed along with 19 hijackers, as the official report states. In fact, according to several eyewitnesses, at least one, possibly two, Portable missiles may have been fired at the towers from the rooftop of the Woolworth building in addition to the plane strikes. Shockingly, footage captured on an MSNBC live feed during the attack shows what appears to be portable shoulder-fired missiles, possibly two, being launched from the rooftop terrace of the Woolworth building toward the World Trade Center complex as the North Tower collapsed and was reduced to a pile of rubble documented New York Port Authority police radio chatter backs up the ominous video footage that has been hidden from the general public's viewing for nearly two decades. Additionally, on the morning of September 11, 2001, at 9.08 a.m., Detective Sergeant Zika with the Port Authority police reported a possible missile launch off the Woolworth building, according to a memo dated November 12, 2001, regarding the chronological report of World Trade Center radio transmissions on 9-11. The report states that Sergeant Zika reported the missile launch exactly at 9.08 a.m., which is the exact same time the second plane struck. The following memo suggests that the man who appeared to be a security guard at the Woolworth Tower advised detectives that it wasn't a missile, possibly in an effort to convince detectives that everything was peachy on top of the Woolworth, like a diehard um, type operation. They were up in the Woolworth. The following is a transcript of several police radio transmissions that occurred during the attack. Now, um, these were all cited in, by mainstream news. And I went in and they were pulled from mainstream news, but I went on the Wayback machine and they were really news articles and they were really cited and they really went in and they scrubbed all of this. Now, this is what's crazy. The Port Authority police officer says, can you send somebody over to the Woolworth building to check the roof? There's possible, they said it was, we just had a second explosion, possibly a missile from the roof of the Woolworth building. And then the police dispatch goes, the Woolworth building? And Port Authority police officer says, yeah, on Broadway. Um, and this is out of WNBC News, but they've scrubbed it. But I went back and I found it. And it says, this is a quote, someone had fired missiles at the World Trade Center's North Tower from atop a nearby Woolworth building. Here's another one from WNBC. WNBC it says we just had a second explosion, possibly a missile from the Woolworth building. That was from a Port Authority officer. Um, here's one from the New York Daily News. They're shooting at the World Trade Center from the Woolworth building. That was from Radio Dispatch. Here's one out of Mercury News. The first one they think was a guy shooting the missiles off the Woolworth building. World Trade Center Police Channel 7. Uh, Woolworth building. 
They're firing missiles from the Woolworth building. That was on a police channel reported on Portland Indy Media. Here's another one. There was a missile launch at the Woolworth building. This is a police officer reporting this at 9.18 a.m. Mailgate News. Here's another one. The police had a report that a missile had been fired from the World Trade Center from the Woolworth building. Alan Reese, World Trade Center police desk. 9-11 commission hearing document in there. Uh, here's another one. About 50 yards from the tower, there was a swoosh sound, then another explosion, and then it sounded really low. If it was someone one or two floors above me had launched a shoulder fire missile, Lance Corporal Allen Reifenberg, Marine Corps News. Here's one. As we pulled around the corner, we stopped the rig. A cop walked over and said, I saw them shoot a missile launcher off that Woolworth building. You guys better be careful out there. New York City firemen. Now, a Dick Cheney affiliated company was once a tenant in the Woolworth building, I found out. I did deep research. I wrote this article. According to official archives of the, the Kellex Corporation, a subsidiary of Kellogg Brown and Root Incorporated, which was formerly a subsidiary of Halliburton, the company that U.S. President, Vice President Dick Cheney was a vice president of back of Back in 2001, during attacks, the Kellex Corporation was a tenant in the Woolworth building. Now, people haven't heard about this. Um, the, these missiles were fired from the Woolworth building at the exact same time the planes hit. Why? Does anyone know? Anyone? Anyone? Because no, I'm gonna planes, have to... no planes ever hit the tower. Because Wow, uh, this the, is amazing. I've never heard this, Shep. No planes ever hit the tower, and the Israeli art students planted bombs in the World Trade Center right on the proper floor to blow out that cutout that looked like airplane wings, but they hit the towers with a cruise-fired missile. Now, here's what would have got us banned permanently, because I'm going to now hit people with the most highest-level information. This is shit that'll get you killed. This is the highest level information. There was transponders on the shoulder fired missiles that were utilized through advanced military software to broadcast out live over the network's live stream using the bl perfectly blue sky that day with no clouds in it that was geoengineered that way because there was a class four hurricane off the coast of New York that they never told you about. They cleared the sky to use it as a green screen, a blue screen, and they use the transponders from the missiles to overlay animation of planes that definitely weren't red, white, and blue and chrome airlines, American airlines, or a United airlines hitting the tower. We see a gray plane and we see it go into the building, which it can't because it's aluminum and we see it pop out the other side perfectly. How do we see that? That's called a clipping mask error. And they had a clipping mask error in the live blue screen production of a cruise missile. So why in the, in the NIST report, in the 9-11 Commission report, they were talking about the speed in which the airplane came in. And these airplanes came in at a, at a high speed. You cannot come in at this speed in a jetliner. I already interviewed the most decorated pilot in the world, John Lear. His dad made the Learjet. 
Um, I interviewed John Lear on multiple occasions. He told me, you know, this guy used to, he's flown, he's the most decorated pilot, FAA decorated pilot in the world. He has like over 200 certificates or something like that. He's flown CIA missions. The speed that they had to put in on this report that everyone cannot understand, and especially pilots, because the whole plane would have ripped in half. The tail section would have ripped right off the airplane, according to the most decorated pilot in the world. And the reason it would have done, done this is because of the stellatic drag at that altitude is not possible. But why did they have to put a crazy speed in the NIST report? Why couldn't they just lie? Why couldn't they just put the speed that a jetliner would come in? Why couldn't they do that? You, they put an impossible speed for a jetliner. Why? Because that was the slowest speed that the shoulder fire missile could fire with the transponder on it. I'm going to need to add, a, add some security cameras around my house. <laughs> that is crazy shit. They're going to be coming for us. <clears throat> yeah, so that's the, that's the highest level 9-11 information. It gets like even way crazier than that. With um, They use barometric bomb technology mixed with micronukes at the core, believe it or not. There's traces of tritium. I got all the government reports and documents. They blew off micronukes at the core. World Trade Center 1, 2, and Building 7. And they used um, barometric bombs in the basement in conjunction with nanothermite, which they tried to come out and act like that was the whole explanation for everything. But they literally blew off three nuclear weapons in New York City that day, and a Class 4 hurricane, Aaron, cleaned out the air from, from that. Now, uh, they didn't tell you about this class four hurricane that was lingering off the coast of New York. And they actually said it was a perfect day. Maybe too perfect. Beautiful weather today. Perfect day. Maybe too perfect. And then uh, all this happened. Well, the, we have the traces of tritium. We have the nuclear guy wearing a nuclear hood that handles the the nuclear um, demolition team for the United States in building seven got him. We got um, deflagrated craters under all the buildings. And here is the next part that is fully classified. This is what they will kill you for. The nine 11 memorials. You've seen them. They're like, they're like swimming pools. They're like, they're like pools of water, fountains. Those are actually nuclear cooling pools that are covering the top of deflagrated craters that they had to wash out for years with water to get all that nuclear and traces of tritium out. And there's still some trace radiation. And so other countries can't trace that radiation. And so no one can bring a Geiger counter around and get trace radiation. They built nuclear cooling pools over buildings one and two. And they used even a smaller micronuke on building seven at the core. And they poured pure concrete um, entombed it in pure concrete over the memorial. We're going to go to a caller. Uh, Shane, he wants to talk about 9-11. What's up, Shane? You're oh. on the air. Hey, uh, not much. You guys said you were looking at a chat, right? 
Well, I'm not right now. Um, I'm going to okay. add a chat to the um, radio site, but I haven't got that far. Why was that? Okay. I was just saying, I, I was looking through there wondering where the chat was at. And, and, uh, there but, uh, might be, there, to, there uh, might be people <laughs> like chatting on something. Um, I'm going to get something going on the website somehow so everyone can chat. Uh, but if, you know, I haven't got that far, but yeah, what's up? Not much, not much. The, uh, I, I called in here a couple of times and I believe in the, uh, kind of like the matrix, uh, simulation reality. Oh yeah. As it exists. And I believe, and I believe nine 11 was the, uh, initiation of that. I think they were, you know, you could see t like with, uh, uh, like the, the, uh, moon landing and stuff where they were trying things, you know, maybe per se to, uh, uh, get you, uh, acclimated to this, uh, to it common, it being that, that, uh, simulated, uh, reality. But, uh, I totally believe nine 11 was, was, uh, not just a terrorist uh that was the uh that was the quote unquote show they gave you but i think there was like some sort of uh you know ritual for lack of a better term and not to go down that ritual ritual uh, path or anything but 9-11 definitely uh was a uh, uh a key part to what i just like what you're saying with with seeing the the missiles and and people saw airplanes people other people didn't see airplanes everybody's everybody's seeing something you know and, and they believe it you know to them it's it's truthfully what they saw or what they uh what they uh observed and and uh uh that's why you got these all these multiple uh uh believable scenarios you know what i'm saying with all the all the facts and proofs to back everything up absolutely and uh just depend on what just depend on where you stand and wh what when i called that one day about perspective you know it depends on where your perspective is in a in any kind of uh of a uh a conspiracy theory per se is yeah that, that's how the evidence will come to you you know what i'm saying oh yeah absolutely and, uh, well we're running out of time we're at the end of the show thanks for the call shane i appreciate it we'll be back tomorrow everyone support the network support the show go to the bottom of the page atn.live hit the donate button we need it we still got things to do for the website we got to keep all this going we got to keep it up and we got to expand um yeah here's a remake i did show the love good night everybody What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.